I, I uh, just want to welcome you guys all to youth again. Hey, what's up, Luke? I didn't get to say hi. I was running late downstairs. And uh, uh, what I have is very, very raw, and, uh, but it is, it is what God gave me. Romans fifteen thirteen. And I only got my NIV Bible today, so <laughs> simplify that for everybody. Romans <laughs> fifteen thirteen. Hopefully it'll sound remotely like yours. <laughs> May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may be overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all I wish for I 6 youth today. That right there. That's uh, the only reason I'm here. The only reason I, I decided to, to speak was uh, because of that. That's, that's, what, that's my hope for tonight. That, that, that God would, that God would uh, touch you. That God would overflow in his hope and his power and the Holy Spirit would, would move in you today. That, that's it. That's what it comes down to. I, uh, the rest of what I got to say is uh, information to, to help you cultivate that in your life. To help you achieve that in your life. Because that, I think, is, is why we're here. It's why we come to Friday. It's why, it's why we come to youth. It doesn't matter on your age. You come for that. To, to receive hope and to receive something in God's spirit. Amen. I want to say, say hi, Sasha. How you doing? <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just praying about you today and about your knee, and uh, maybe we'll pray for you afterwards. Uh, some more, Amen. Did you like that? Amen, Amen. Um, I, uh, I was uh, uh, going through a bunch of scriptures. We read a lot of the New Testament. In the New Testament, there's a lot of of challenging things, you know, like you take it, you stand in faith, you get up, you <laughs> move, you know, <laughs> go and tell, do this, do this. And at the same time, it talks all about God's grace, God's mercy, but with God's uh, only through God that we're able to stand, only through God that we're able to be saved, only through God, only through God. And there's, it came to this point where it's, it's, it's this, uh, 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 just seeing again, reading the Bible plan, seeing again that there's this balance in God's kingdom between between discipline and God's mercy and God's grace, you know? And we can go to the extreme where Paul, Paul is, uh, is disciplining, so at this point he's hitting himself to, to be disciplined for God, right? And uh, we can go to the, you know, and, 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 and then it says without, without uh, God's mercy, and, uh, with, with if, if, if Christ didn't die, that it, basically if you do everything through discipline, then, then Christ died for nothing. That's the other side of, of the spectrum, right? And that's basically what I wanted to refresh to you guys and to minds and to, to think about today and to, to talk about. And, uh, and so I wanted to just uh, uh, run through some scriptures. And I'm going to go through them very quickly. But uh, uh, you guys uh, can jot them down just as notes in your notepads, right? Everybody got notepads today? Yeah. Woo! If not, you got I6A notepads in the back that are just ready to be uh, yours for a phenomenal fee of what, Noah? Five dollars, <laughs> plenty of space in there to write. 
But uh, let's, uh, let's, I got some verses in red here highlighted as in uh, uh, you personally need to do. Uh, need for discipline. 1 Corinthians 9.27. Uh, P- Paul talks about the need for discipline. You guys want to open up there? I think that's a good one. I like what, what this is where Paul is, is, uh, is uh, hitting himself. At least that's what it says in the NIV Bible. 1 Corinthians 9.27 No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. And before that, we all know that verse. There's a prize. We all run in in a race to achieve the prize, right? And that prize is our salvation. That prize is heaven. And he says, I strike a blow to my own body and make myself so that after I have preached to others that I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. So he's going to the point of discipline where he's, he's physically hitting himself to stay on task, to stay in the game, to, to move forward after God so that he doesn't trip up, he doesn't fall. He, he's, he's, he's being vibrant, really strong right there. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh, let's go to a verse where it says it's all about God. If God doesn't step in, if God doesn't help you, there's no point in discipline. You can't, you can't just live by the law. And that's uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 2 through 5. Let's backtrack a couple pages. It says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, there's power in, in this saying. The power is this. It's, he doesn't go in God and, and God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. It's, it's Christ and Him crucified. He's talking about, he's emphasizing that Christ is crucified, that He paid a price. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and power, uh, Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Amen? So he indicates, uh, remember he says, I preach nothing but Christ crucified. That, that's, that, that, that's what he wanted to preach. He wanted to say that, man, he died for you, so shape up, so get up, get disciplined, get moving after God. Let's move, let's go, let's, let's, let's shake this world, right? And here he says that, that I'm preaching in just how I am. I'm not the special one. I'm not amazing, but Christ in me. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. You know, uh, I'm glad that in this church we don't idolize, we don't have celebrity, uh, 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 you know, celebrity pastor. Our pastor is down to earth. Our pastor is real. Our pastor will talk to you. He'll shake your hand. He'll say, what's up? He'll pray for you. He, he'll, he'll call you out if you're being obnoxious and he'll, he'll, he'll discipline you. He, he's a good pastor. <laughs> and our youth pastors even, even, even crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get physical. He will. <laughs> All that choking and slashing and cutting. You know, anybody got one of these lately? Good, good. That means he loves you. <laughs> 
1 Corinthians 15.57 But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it, all, it always comes down to God. It always comes, if everything, whatever we gain, whatever we have, it's all God's and it all came from God. 2 Corinthians 7.1, let us. Second Corinthians 7.1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that constrains our body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Now, let us. Now he's saying it's up to us, right? The Bible's saying it's up to you. It's up to you. You do something about your holiness. You do something about your perfection of, your, of yourself. That means discipline. That means you. You need a discipline. You need to grow up. You need to mature. You do something in your life to, to promote discipline, to grow. So you guys starting to see this balance between works and, and, and Jesus, right? <laughs> between discipline and grace and mercy, right? It says, without, without grace and mercy, we, none of us would make it, right? Because one, one mishap, one little flaw, and you're out of the game. You're, there's no, you can't do anything. You can't restart the level. You can't, re, you know, you don't have more lives. That's it. You, you failed, you're going to hell, that's it. But through Christ, we have that. But also in Christ seeing Christ crucified on the cross it should compel you and promote you to live holy it should grapple you it should convict you it should it should scare you first corinthians 1 2 through 3 it is god who makes us stand firm if you guys don't open that's fine we're going to continue second corinthians 3 4 through 5. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians 3. <coughs> 4. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. But our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. It says that God makes us competent. I looked up the word competent. What does that mean? Competent means this. It's an ability or to have a wisdom or a knowledge or a skill to do something successful. That's what competent is. So God is empowering us. To be successful, to do something with a skill, with wisdom, with power and knowledge through His Spirit, right? And so, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. If you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad week, if you're having a horrible time as a Christian, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay because, because this means... You need to change some things in your life. It's okay because God is training you. God is teaching you to be dependent on Him. And it's okay because God is training you and teaching you to be more disciplined at the same time. So if you came to you today and you're like, man, my life is going just 
dead end. Nothing. I don't feel anything. I don't, I don't even want to be a Christian anymore. I, I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I wanted to be a leader in my school, but now I feel like my school is just, just taking over me. What's going on? What's, what's happening? And uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, I'm going to say that verse for a little bit later. Let's continue down this uh, one more verse in this battle lines. Here we go. You put away, First Colossians three and five. Skip forward. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. There's a lot of uh, uh, churches being spoke to, but it says this. Colossians three five. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways and the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself, you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. So <laughs> clearly indicating three times, you put to death. You must also rid yourself. You, you do something about your life, right? Remember Alexei was preaching and he was saying, hey, the armor of God, you know, it's all awesome stuff. But unless you stand in it, unless you empower it, unless you push yourself to grow in God, you're not going to go anywhere. Mercy and grace can get used up quickly, and then you got nothing. <laughs> and then you're just stuck in your sin, and you think, you, you got to go to this next phase where you think that God still loves you, but you don't know anymore. Paul shows in 1 Corinthians 15, 9 through 10 that, that there's this balance. He, he claims that I shouldn't be an apostle because I persecuted the church, but only through God's mercy and grace and through my hard work. I hurt, worked harder than any of the other apostles. That's what he says in this. He says, I work, I work harder than any of them, but only by God's grace that I'm an apostle. And so he combines the the appointedness of, of God calling you and the combination of discipline to, to strengthen you, to make you able to stand as a Christian, to make you able to be fruitful, to make you able to, be, to have that power, that power that first called you into his kingdom. Um, realize, I, uh, I wanted to uh, touch base on a couple of verses, Galatians 6 and 7 and 1 Colossians 3 through 22. Uh, we read 3 through 22 just recently, but let's go start with Galatians 6 through 7. What you put in is what you get. Uh, one thing that God told me when, uh, when he called me, he says, what you put into your Christianity is what you get. You know, uh, you can cut corners around your boss, and your boss might not see that you're lying and cheating and stealing, but God does. And, and he says, don't be fooled. Don't, don't think that there's an easy Christianity where you don't have to pay a price and discipline and you still achieve and you still win. And, and I still pat you on the back and go, wow, good, 
well done. I think you did something, but what, what did you do with your life? That's not going to happen. <laughs> God's going to say, where's the fruit? And, uh, and it says in First uh, Colossians 3.22, no favoritism. Let's go there. First Colossians 3.22. Colossians. I mean, just Colossians, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Just Colossians, then. <laughs> 3.22. This was a powerful. When I read this, I was, I finally made sense. I, uh, when I used to uh, work my business six years ago, I got the worst jobs, like the crummiest jobs, the ones you had to drive far, and they only paid just enough to pay for your gas, and, and it, was, it, was, uh, it was a nightmare. It was like repairs. You guys know what a repair is? And construction is when somebody installed something, but they did it wrong, and they're afraid to go back and fix it. So they call you in and say, hey, you try it, and make sure you don't make the homeowner mad, and make sure that, that you do it right, and make sure you do it quick because there's not a lot of money in it, and you're just like, what? What am I doing here? Whose bubble is this? And, and what is this going on? What's this? And who? Oh, man, this guy. I want to just find this installer and just wring his neck. Why did he do this? And, and you, get to, you, get, you, get, you, you get frustrated a lot <laughs> because it, it doesn't pay. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's troublesome. But guess what? In that, I learned. I learned, okay, I better not do that. That guy was not wise. <laughs> that guy did not think things through. I, if I'm putting in a floor like this, I'm never doing that. Or you think things through like, oh man, this guy, all he had to do was just simple one extra step. And if he would have thought about, you know, the, 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 the base molding that came, comes and, you know, covers the floor and it doesn't, anyways, he wouldn't have this problem. And now I have to bill him and he's going to lose money off of his job because I came out to repair his work. And so I learned in all that. And I had just enough to survive and just enough to fill my little Toyota truck and and I made it through that time but but this is what I realized reading this scripture slaves obey your human masters and everything and do it not only when their eyes is on you and to curry their favor but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord it says obey your masters for the Lord this shifted everything I said you well hey whoa uh, it makes sense, you know, because if I would have just obeyed my masters because they were nice guys, I would have quit. I, I should have quit a long time ago. No one knows some of my masters, and he, they're not fun masters. <laughs> um, some of my bosses, okay, to uh, bring it to, to relevant terms here. Reverence for the Lord with a full and sincere heart. Everything you do, do it like you're doing it for God. We're talking about discipline and grace and your, your, your walk outside of I6A Youth, outside of church. What does it look like? Are you getting this? God sees everything. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, and later says this, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrong. And there is no favoritism. 
Meaning you weren't born and, oh man, you're, you're a happy-go-lucky, you know, you get this and this and this and woohoo, your life's just easy. Everybody else has to suffer. Just know one guy, one lucky guy over here. Yes, who cares about, who cares about everybody else, right? As long as I make it, as long as I'm the lucky guy. That's what the world has been saying your whole life. That's what the world tells you. That's what school tells you. That's what business tells you, that you know what? To make it, you got you to gotta kick everybody else and you got to climb up the ladder faster, Right? That's not how it works, though. That's not how God's principles work. That's not how his kingdom works, and that's really not how you attain blessing at all. Like I said, I want want to give some of you guys hope today. Some of you guys that are going, man... I'm a Christian. Where's the blessing in my in my in my my business? Where's the blessing in my career? Where's the blessing in you know in, in this stuff? The blessing is that that God is structuring you for blessing. That God is working with you right now. He's giving you those crummy jobs so you could learn, so you could see, so you could suffer. And that's where I'm going to throw in that one verse I was going to throw in earlier. But here it comes. Okay, <laughs> and that verse is Corinthians, Second Corinthians seven. Verse 8, even if I cause you to sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Then he goes, though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended God intended for us to be sorrowful. That's a weird thought to, 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 to fit in our heads, especially in today's Christianity, right? For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Meaning, <laughs> he was going to harm them. God's sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. So, today, we started with Romans 15, 13. I said that you would, you would in, be encouraged in hope and in God's power. Well, what if I said today that God's power is, is to humble you? God's power is to break you. God's power is to make you more patient. God's power is to lead you through some difficult things so that you would learn to trust Him. God's power is to call you. God's power is to, 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 to see what happens when you fall. What happens if you fall? Do you give up on Christianity? Do you give up or do you get back up and say, you know what, God, I don't know what happened. Let's adjust some things. Let's reprogram. Let's, let's fast. Let's pray. Let's, let's get, get back on the road. Get back on the road of holiness. Get back up. You know, because when you really think about it, What's the other option? Where is there to go? What is there to do with your life? So, I uh, also wanted to, to read a few scriptures that Paul wrote to people he, that he was frustrated with. Because ministry work is frustrating. Because it seems like you just structure somebody, you're like, yeah, yeah, do this, do this, you know, read more, pray, uh, set time in your, in your morning, and blah, blah, blah. A week later, you talk to them, and they're like, oh, man, I, I came unglued. Oh, come on. 
okay, what went wrong? <laughs> okay, let's read the Bible. Let's pray. Okay, take a day of fasting. Come to every service possible. Prayer, youth prayer. Uh, uh, burn for God. Uh, take a place in your school. Join a club. Start a club. Uh, burn for God. And then a week later, he's like, man, it's too tough. And you're like, no, it's not. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And so Paul, Paul was... Paul was throwing out these scriptures that when I was reading it was very encouraging for me and I wanted to throw them out your way too for everybody who's ministering to people and uh, Galatians 4.19 you don't have to turn this it says again I'm in the, the birth pains again you put me through the birth pains and then Thessalonians 2.20 says you are our glory and joy at the same time being in the ministry is the best thing you can do with your life. You are our glory and joy. To see our youth grow, man, that's what it's about. That's why we're here. To see God move in our city, to see God move in our schools, to see God move through us, man, that, that is what's, what this is all about. It's not about just feeling great. It's not about just being part of something awesome. It's about paying the price so that you can mature, you can move forward, and that you can say, man, I didn't waste my life. I know my King and Savior. I, can, I know this. I'm going to make it to heaven. Why? Because, because I love God so much that even if I fall, I get back up. That's what it's about. 1 Thessalonians 1.5. It's going to be the last verse for tonight. I'm going to go to prayer. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. You know, I believe that you guys come to this youth because of that. <laughs> I come to this youth, I come to this church because of that. Because when the gospel came to me, when the realization that Christ was on that cross for me, it brought deep conviction and it, it stirred me up. And that power of the cross, that power knowing that God loved us so much that he took pleasure in dying for us. He took, he took, he took, there's a verse I'm going to find in a second. But he took, it, it pleased him to send his son on that cross. That's what it says. It, he, he, it pleased him to do that for us. You know, uh, there's this eternal battle between the devil and God that's fighting. And this battle is, God is saying, rebellion blinds. Rebellion is not the answer. Rebellion is purity, holiness. That's what makes life. And the devil goes, well, I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong. So he takes his course of rebellion. And not only that, he convinces the angels to come with him. And not only that, now he's destroying humanity as we speak, right? Telling them that rebellion is sweet. That today I read in Proverbs that, uh, uh, that water drunken or bread eaten in secret is, is, is better than bread not eaten in secret. Like stolen bread is better than regular bread. Or, or you know, but that's what the devil does, right? He thinks that he's going to win. He thinks that humanity is, uh, is uh, uh, no one, when given the, the power to sin and given the power to live righteously, they're going to choose to live for sin. But yet we exist. 
That's why he's losing. Yet we exist. We, we are still alive. We have the light. We're carriers of the light. Yes, we might be clay vessels, but we're carriers of the light. Yes, yes, God chose us to carry the light. And this is why the devil's angry. This is why the devil's mad, because of us. He can't get us to quit. He can't get us to stop. He can't get us to, to sit down and surrender to the dark side. And that's why he's losing. And that's why God says, you know what, the devil? You have all of time. I'm not even going to hinder you or, 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 or I'm... He could take him out. He's defeated him on the cross. He could, he could stop him. because I'm giving you all the time to show you and to show rebellion once and for all that it doesn't win. It, it, it doesn't win. It just gets you to hell. That's it. And uh, uh, because the gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. I go to this church because of that. I go to this church because I feel God's power. I feel God's power. I feel God's power pulling me to holiness. I feel God's power pulling me to, to live righteously. I feel God's power uh, pulling me, uh, empowering me to, to spread God's power and I leave the building. That's how powerful God is. And so I just wanted you guys to rise. And we're going to pray about this. That the gospel takes its place in us. That the gospel promotes us to discipline. That the gospel promotes us after Christ. Not after me, not after our pastor, our youth pastor, but after Christ, after his power. So that, so that in it all, you can see that your life, your battles, your struggles, they, there's a reward that comes. Not, not just in this life, but you're working out your salvation. You're working out your relationship with God.